you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. David, football, football, David. The David. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and nfl.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck, Sheck. Welcome to the show. Today is about you because we are going to be tapping into your questions that you have submitted to us via social media, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. You know what I'm talking about. We're going to dig into it. We're now less than a month away from the draft. Chicago, Illinois is the site. I lived there for the better part of a decade. I can't wait to get back there. One person who I know will be joining me there, in fact, two people, but the one I'm speaking about is seated to my immediate left. Let's say hello to him right now, all the way from London, England. He's our Miami Dolphins fan here on the show. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. How are you? Well, I'm fine. I'm fine. I want to say a couple things quickly. First of all, promotional, uh, promotionally speaking, uh, I wish to mention the fact that I'm on AJ Hawks or uh, Hawk, as we call him here, his Hawkcast. He has a video pod, a video podcast. We got the kibitz in last week on his thing. He usually has inspirational figures. This time he talked to me, and we talked about it all. Two How's hours. Different? How is that different to what he usually does? Well, because I'm not an exactly inspirational no, figure, I, I don't think. I, I, would, I think you're selling yourself short. We though. talked about my journey. Well, I think I am inspirational, as I've said before, 
to people out there who aspire to do this, if you're 16, 18, right. 25, whatever. If your sights like, are set pretty low, you're right. an inspirational character. Well, it's like, yeah, you could say, like, that guy gets to do stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, then, certainly, you know, there aren't like any barriers else, in right. my way. Exactly. That's how I like to That's look That's inspirational. It. So you can look that up. Uh, you can track me down at Damashek. I tweeted it out, if no other way, but I'm sure if you search on the Google uh, for Hawkcast, it'll come up. For you, if nothing else, as a football fan, you may be interested. The first 20 minutes or half hour of the show, we really go over because it's what I'm intrigued by, obviously, the human side of these things largely. And after that loss in the NFC title game in Seattle, what was the plane ride back to Green Bay like? What, what, did the, what do you do on that? Mm-hmm. You have beer. Here's a disappointing thing to pull back the curtain. What do you think of this, Handsome? Did you know they don't have beer on planes? For players I did, anymore? I assume they did. Of course they they should do, right? Isn't that outrageous? Yeah. I'm kind of bummed. I, I really was devastated by that. Even if they've won. I get it after the NFC Championship game. I don't think that that would be the venue for that. But Well, I don't like that. And I also don't like, you know, these days, if you go into a professional press box for a game, shame the devil if you let anyone know that you have a rooting interest. Yep. You're not allowed to make a peep. Like, all right, if you do that, then tisk tisk. Will uh, you'll be showered in tisk tisks um, by the people around you? But apparently, you know, thirty, forty years ago, some press boxes had kegs of beer in them. Yes, I don't think I don't think that's thirty or forty years ago. I think that's a lot less than that. This isn't this is a turn for the worse, in my opinion. Why? What, what's wrong? I mean, the most famous, many of the most famous broadcasters, at least. We're known to have uh, well a lubricated, drink or two. yeah, well lubricated to in order either to 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 broadcast or in fact to write their columns. You know, the next day, sure, some of the vitriol and uh, or excitement that they had was was probably fueled by a couple of beers. The fact that I am old school in that way is a real tip of the hat to my right. predecessors. Good to see you drinking neat gin at your desk right now. <laughs> so what? Um, so anyway, so we did that, and then. Earlier in the week, we were joined by a really rangy podcast. I don't know how long it was, but we covered a lot of ground. We talked to Bucky Brooks, and he had some great stories about his days with the Buffalo Bills and some some um, preview of the draft coming up. Of course, he's one of the great draft experts around here with Daniel Jeremiah and Matt Money-Smith. Make sure you dig up uh, the Mock Draft live show available for you now on NFL.com. But then also we were joined by Style Girlfriend, who had some do's and don'ts for the 21st century fella in sports and out. And then we were joined by Malcolm Jenkins of the Philadelphia Eagles. Conspiracy theorists will be disappointed by his answer, but he validated what I've said all along, which is that Chip Kelly, it wasn't some, uh, he didn't dislike Shady McCoy necessarily, or maybe, that, you know, I don't, I don't think there was any... Um, you know, so, some problem with harmony in the locker room so much as they wanted a north-south runner, a banger, and they could purge a hefty contract for Shady McCoy, who's got a guy who's gotten a ton of carries. I know DeMarco Murray had a lot of carries in 2014, but Shady McCoy's had a lot of carries for the last three or four years now. So anyway, he talks about that. We talk about beards. We talk about Walking Dead. We talk about Sam Bradford, the mind of Chip Kelly, and so on. That video is there for you at NFL.com as well. Yes, black tie behind the glass. NFL.com slash podcast. I love how you recap uh, the previous episodes. It's like a it's like a series, you know? 
previously yeah. on DDFP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. should. It'd be cool if we could get a uh, you know a guy you know like a a, a voice with a some voice. real gravitas. Yes. you have an English accent, Hans. I can so maybe do that. We for could you do if that. You want me to? I, I previously TV shows, on DDFP. TV shows yes. actually move more to Hank type voices than the deep brooding voices. They just go like. I've thin. noticed, as a matter of fact, that you said you point that out, Black Tie. I have you noticed that the people who do the voiceovers for every network now sound like they're super tired. I don't know where that came there. <laughs> yeah. They probably are. Thursday on NBC. They all were like, well, all right, lay, wake him up. Let him give him a cup of joe. Give him a second to gather himself. Then he can do the voiceover. Yeah, right? You, I, I, now that you say it, you're absolutely right. Just quickly, though, a heads up on uh, Bracketology, Final Four. This is your favorite thing because it has to do with you, Black. Yeah, well, no, actually, it. no. But it's just fun. Either way, Sean Sullivan, who was, uh, who's been back here behind the glass with me, actually hooked me up with the Star, Star Wars whole set on blu-ray so awesome this weekend that's, that's going down godfather's going down wait a second listen we have to explain in case that you're this is a new time list a first time listener black tie is a self-proclaimed cinephile who has that's never seen any movie that's all you say you don't use the word cinephile but everything you say indicates that you are you consider yourself a cinephile don't uh don't parse words oh you black consider tie. me a cinephile that's fine people who it. talk about the way the movie is shot and the score and the acting performances Character is couching himself as a cinephile. You're not letting the movie wash over you casually. You're engaged by the different elements that go into making True, yeah. I tend to watch the first time for enjoyment and go back the second and third times for critical well, viewings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly what my, uh, exactly what, uh, my six Which is John ironic. Claude Van Damaschek right. does. That's how he watches That's why it. he's watching Cars 2 for the fifth time. <laughs> Take note of the of the voice work yeah. by Michael Caine. That's why he's a genius, Daddy. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yes, yeah, so go. So Black Tie started out with sixteen movies in the spirit of March Madness. He did a bracket of the sixteen greatest movies Black Tie has never seen. We're to the Final Four. The agreement is that Black Tie is now going to watch the Final Four, and then you're going to provide reviews for them next week. Correct. That is correct. I actually, Hank put up the idea, and I was already thinking about doing this. Maybe live tweeting over the weekend. Yeah, I think you should oh. live tweet them. You know, so that'll that. be fun. Hey, yeah, bl- hey Black Tie. Yep. Elimination Chamber. Oh, whoa, All right, whoa. hit it. I... Oh, there we go. Elimination Chamber. What you got? Okay, so you've got to watch four movies this weekend. Star Wars, The Godfather, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction. Right, those are the final four. Yep. This isn't an option for you, but if you could not watch one of them without knowing anything about them, because I know that you don't really know anything about them apart from these weird perceptions you have about them, which is the one that you'll think that probably you're gonna watch last? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and that is not even a question. That is a movie I want no parts of. Uh, so weird. It's Just... So dated. It seems hokey. You've never seen it. How do you know it's dated? You know nothing about it. What is dated about something? What? How can you have an opinion on the movie when you haven't seen it? Plus, I honestly feel like that's Sheck's favorite movie. So I love how riled up he gets every time I call it dated. It's like I'm taking a shot at him. I mean, it is dated in the same way that any movie that was. Made on one date and it's now another date. It's dated. Like <laughs> that's that's, that's what makes it dated. But it's not dated because the story, like, well, that's unbelievable. Or I mean, compared to some of the like blue guy movie that you were watching last year, I have the heard blue of- woman who changes. It's got scales on her. What's that movie called? Gardens of the Avengers. Galaxy. Something? Gardens of the Galaxy. I don't know. Which that is that, that is that is the real hokey. In this whole thing hokey. 
That's hokey. Guardians of the Galaxy, super cool in Black Tie's book. An archaeologist, an archaeologist who happens to go and find the, you know, well, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but spoiler alert, jeez. (laughs) I'll say this: the only unless Black Tie is going to jive the man in the mirror, his order of films will go Godfather one. I think. I think he'll like Godfather best, then Pulp Fiction. I, I think Pulp Fiction one. I mean, I could see either one of those winning out. And then Raiders, and the one that's going to feel dated to him it's is Star Wars. Wars. Because, yeah. You, that one that one feels more... There, there's no you way, watch, as much as I love Star Wars, you watch it now, and you're like, that's cool. Everything about it's cool. And in a way, it's retro cool. But uh-huh. it's not... You look at it, you're like, ah, that, that, those special effects aren't... There's nothing special about them. No, indeed. It's sort of like, I, as I always say, people who watch with clean eyes, they've never seen an episode of I Love Lucy... They say that's supposed to be a funny show. Well, yeah, it was, and now it's been mimicked, uh, you know, context. dozens and dozens of right. times over. So now any, you know, the the humor of it has been lost because you've seen it and it's been, uh, you know, it, it's been punched up a million times over, so it's no longer good. I think that's what's going to happen with Star Wars. That said, Black Tie, I defy you to find a cooler character in the history of, of movies than Han Solo. You know who might be? Doctor, Wolverine, Doctor Indiana Jones. Yeah, Doctor Jones. That's, that's who I thought you were initially going to yeah. say, and um, I think you're incorrect there. I think there's a bunch of again. I, I really, I mean, like, I'd I don't rather know how you would know that yet. I'd really now, rather you on wait Monday. On, that. on Monday, I l- very much look forward to you putting forward your thesis. But right now, it's totally All right. meaningless. All right. Well, we know what elimination chamber. All right. Before we jump into our social media questions, I have a. Uh, a question for you guys. Hey, if people want to submit Elimination Chamber questions via Twitter, feel free to do so with the hashtag DDFP. Yeah, and you... hashtag Elimination Chamber. There's not much room for your question after that, but yeah. <laughs> get it in anyway. All right. Social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Vine, Instagram. You have to eliminate <laughs> one from your from your life, from your day-to-day, which would it be? That's really not a a, a great uh, question. It's I don't a, know how much research you did on this, but I don't think you'll notice a lot of Vine posts. What are, it's yet. not it's not your posts, but you have to eliminate that from your yeah. life. So, so you're I don't I don't enjoy vines. vines particularly. What? Because you're missing out on like game highlights if you're not watching the game. It's you know seven seconds of game highlight. I got to get into this. What about Periscope though? I, I my answer is one of the ones that I don't use. I mean, I'm like, that's. I use Twitter and I use Facebook. I got to get on the Instagram, though. Which is the one you're supposed to use, Instagram or Vine, if you only have a choice of one? Instagram is the, it would be good for you. Instagram is the biggest currently is the biggest time. and it has more time. Like isn't the one yes. doesn't yeah, Vine only give you five seconds and the other Vine is seven and Instagram's fifteen, I think. Vine's six. I can't make a syllable 15. in five seconds. I mean I you know no, I, yeah. you, for you for you I think what you're looking for is YouTube. Or a movie cinema. Dave Tube. Yeah. yeah. We need, um, we need there's something. also Snapchat. I don't know. That's I don't know. I'm not what about this Periscope anymore. business that I'm hearing so much about? What does that do? It's basically Well, do you remember the other day we broadcast um using Meerkat, which right. I think is the, the competitor for Periscope. We broadcast our pre show production meeting that we always have, you know, yeah. before every show to really get the structure behind the right. show. We broadcast that live. Um, we should do that again using yeah. Periscope. Maybe I think Periscope that. has blown Meerkat out the water yeah, in like yeah, the recent week. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Matt Money Smith, who uh, among his as a Renaissance man, uh, is one of his areas of expertise is new media, and he says that Periscope is the winner. Has dwarfed. It's like VHS. Meerkat, it's going yeah. away. Meerkat, in fact, Twitter I believe, bought. was built by uh, one of the 
major investors in it or one of the guys who uh, at least uh, tried to hoist it up was um, Jarrett Leto. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's a, I, I guess it's been, from a business standpoint, a failure. And now that will be solidified by Periscope's popularity. Yeah. But what do you – so it just basically allows you – it's like Skype right, it's for like, the world? It's like Skype for the world. I mean, and, and as you've, you've said it many times, like everyone is the central character in their own story. I think – Almost everyone in the world believes that this is going to be fascinating. I'm about to take everyone with me in my hand. I'm going to get some lunch, and you can all join me. And in fact, all is nobody. As I've said, well, you know what? In fact, since I said it about a month ago, people, a lot of people dropped me a line to let me know that there was an episode, not Twilight Zone, but Black Ice? Is that a show? Black something? Black Sails, maybe? No, not the pirate show on whatever. <laughs> anyway... Blacklist. The black. There was a show called The Blacklist. No, not The Blacklist, but there was Spin-off some show. From, I said that. Yeah. A twi- I guess it's like a modern day Twilight Zone, and I have said that at some point our society will get to a place where all you do when everything is captured on video, the remainder of your life will be devoted to watching your previous self do stuff on video. That that will be the punch at the end of the. Of the um, can't wait, yeah, the Twilight Zone episode. Like, can't wait to get this first Twitter question, though. Yes, let's let's do it. it. Don't try to turn the page with me, Black Tie. I know what you're up to. Let's get to it, though. And uh, this one comes to us from Ian Miller at MIW185. He says he asked uh, the around the NFL boys, who would you? uh, And now he asks us if you had to support the Raiders. Titans or Jaguars going forward? Handsome Hank, which of those three would it be? Uh, that's that's not even a question. I you go with the Raiders, okay? Because they've got they've got a, a much better uh, history than the other two. Who no one? I mean, if you walked around the world and said Oakland Raiders or the Raiders, or you showed them a Raiders silver and black cap, people like that's the Raiders, and it means this, mm-hmm. this, and this. People have an idea. The Jags and Titans have virtually no kind of understand. No one knows. They won't even know what sport it is. Yeah, but then again, that's and then you're veering into front runner. Uh, I, I I guess you're not really because they haven't done anything in a dozen years. But at least they you do have call that history. Supporting Zach Mettenberger, um, you know that team front running. Yeah, but the or, Jags have have actually done nothing. So mm-hmm. if you jump on with them now, now they're all all their history has yet to be written. Pretty much all their glorious history has, yeah. has yet to be or or maybe you'll just be maybe a you'll just be supporting a losing franchise well i'll have to say that the jags are off my list right because the, of the, the colors i mean that's that's the place to start. i'm not going to wear any of that i'm not going to wear a single piece of gear in which case i i can't really the titans as i've said before i don't know that they actually even exist at this point they might just exist as a uh, to to root out the people who pretend to be NFL fans and are not, and the Titans don't actually exist any longer. Um, I guess you're right. The Raiders. The Raiders the win by team. default. They. I mean, it's not like I'm not like I'm seeking this out. But if you give me those three options, and you uh, get the NFL film song, yep. you know, the autumn wind is a, is a Raider. Raider. I, oh, you know, that's some stuff we have to figure out too. That reminds me, Black Tie. Uh, we need to get and handsome too. Do you think we need a new theme song? For Ooh, the show? Yeah, we could do one. Do you think, I mean, is it time for one? Dick Banks gives us the one. People really enjoy that, but should we come up with something else? This is that? also the second theme song of the show. We've had, we've had two so far, so I think it's time for a third one. Yeah, but what, do we have the uh, the old Spider-Man theme one? 
No, I never had that. Damashek, Damashek. Well, yeah, I use that as Loves a you, hates yep. Belichick. I don't really hate Bill Belichick. That's I do like hate, though. TV set. Well, I, I hate that he wears flip-flops and wore them at media day at the Super Bowl. I felt he was thumbing his nose at me. I didn't care for him showing up at media day. I was within four feet of his of his feet. feet. I didn't like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess I uh, I guess uh, Raiders is right. And practically speaking, do they have the brightest future? I would say yes. Will any of those? No, three teams I would actually. I would. I'm disagreeing with myself. I'd say the Jags might have a brighter future just based on the upside of Bortles compared with Carr, maybe, and some other pieces that they may or may not add. I which one gets to the play? Which one wins a division title first? Raiders, Titans, Jags. I mean, I have no idea. Like the Jags and Titans are in a division with the Colts. Let's say that they're not going to win with Andrew Luck in that division for the next twelve years. <laughs> Probably a fair assumption, right? That's depressing. It is, but it's not far off. No, you're right. Imagine, yeah, if if you would have told how many people would have bailed on the whatever the Bills or the Dolphins. If if I would have told, yeah, as a Dolphins guy, handsome Hank, if I could have told you 15 years ago, oh, you guys ain't ever doing anything. You're in the division, the team. You happen to be in a a division with a team that is going to dominate pro football. Would you have jumped ship? I wouldn't have jumped him, no, because I because I was already an established fan at that point. But look, we've always got 2008 to look back on that tremendous year where the Dolphins won the division. Who was the QB? Not Fiedler. It wasn't Jay Fiedler at that point. No, it was um, the remarkable work of. Uh, you don't even remember it. Even such remember. a special year. It was Chad Pennington, it was, wasn't it? Was not? Pennington? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great year. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, you're right. The Raiders. How could you pick? the? That's such a grim thing. And the Texans should yeah. be pretty good, too. That division's going to be fun because the Jags, you know, I still think, uh, I still believe in Gus Bradley and the brain trust there. I think they're going to be good, too. But the correct answer, I think, is the Raiders, and that is a sartorial decision, really, for right. me. You know, for me as well. Silver and black is really where it's at. Um, black Tie, do you want to jump in on that? No, I because you don't you you refuse to root for any pro football team, so well that's not true. That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot. I, I forgot that. <laughs> Come on, man. Now the Seahawks. The Hawks, baby. Um. All right. Next question is all right from Sam K at Samuel M Kid. He asks which cellar dweller is most likely to go from worst to first in its division this year. Hmm. In fact, you know what? I'm going to have to pull it up here. I should yeah, have had this up in front of in, in front of me in advance just to see cuz I'm not 100% sure of which bum team actually finished last in a couple of these divisions. So, the Jets were the clear-cut last place. The Browns, of course, the Titans beat out the Jags in that one. The Raiders were last. The Skins were last. I got your last. answer for you right here, Shaq. You've called it before. Bears, Bucks, Rams. You've called it before. You said if the Bucks get Jameis, you can see them win the NFC South. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, well, I'll tell you. I think they are going to have Jameis, and I think that there are going to be a lot of positive signs coming out of there. But I'll tell you, Chris Wessling, who's no nonsense from around the NFL, convinced me that that was maybe a little bit of a reach because the offensive line is so dreadful. Right. It's such a bad line that there's no way, and obviously they're not going to address it in the first round. They're going to take Jameis Winston, so it's not going to be fixed overnight. I do think Jameis Winston's a guy who can kind of offset a crummy offensive line, but are they going to beat out the the Panthers and the Saints? Probably not. 
Um, I think I think the answer probably lies either with I mean the most likely, and I don't really believe either of these, but with the Rams in the NFC West who finished six and ten, and maybe you know maybe the Seahawks are just can't get over the hump after what happened in Super Bowl Forty Nine. Maybe they can do it. The Rams have underachieved. You know, Bucky was sitting here the other day talking about that. The Rams have underachieved a little. Maybe yep. Nick Foles is the answer there. I don't. I'm not convincing myself at this stage. They might get Amari Cooper. The right. way the draft is, a lot of people are projecting they might get uh, the Bama receiver, and suddenly that would open up a lot of things for or other Kevin White, on that and offense. then they'd have those two West Virginia receivers there. The other one, uh, the Chicago Bears. The Bears, though, they unfortunately are in a division with the Packers, so right. not unlike. But the uh, Packers have, you know, they've they've there's been times over the last two three seasons where during the season they haven't looked as convincing as they ought to have done. I the reason I had to check this was I was going to say the Vikings if they were, but in, but I so couldn't remember lose. if they had beaten out the uh, Bears, which in fact they have. Not the Raiders, not the Titans, not the Browns, but they are interesting. Let's not forget. They had a terrible December, no doubt, and maybe you could put some of that, a lot of that blame on Josh Gordon that they thought he was going to be a savior for them. Let's just get to Josh Gordon, and then we're really going to take off. But instead he showed up out of shape, and uh, and and things went downhill rather than up. But Kiba, Mike Pettin did a good job for the majority of his mm-hmm. first year there. The question remains, though, at QB, if, if you saw anything out of Johnny Football, I might uh, – I might circle that team. The Jets, it's not because of the Patriots so much as the Bills and Dolphins are intriguing enough that I can't really uh, figure out which one it is. How about the Skins? Not with uh, not with Jay Gruden. I just, uh, just, I just not with Jay Gruden. I, just, I, I think he is the absolute worst. We rated out the top four coaches, the final four, if there were a final four for NFL coaches the other day with Bucky, you, me, and Buck did it. I think if you rated the worst coaches, I think Jay Gruden Let's would be do the it. worst. All right, go ahead. Let's. Uh, I think Gruden. I, I would agree with you on Gruden. Um, I'm going to put Philbin in there. Do you mind? You know, oh, listen. I, I, it's he's uh, a fa- you know another guy. I keep saying him is Marvin Lewis. That's a, to me Marvin Lewis. Just taking his team to the playoffs three years in a row. You can't put him in the worst coaches in the NFL. They've made some savvy moves. Mike Brown and company have made some savvy moves, and they've really built that team. How about this as a question? Would you rather have? A great GM, personnel guy, or a great head coach? Uh, I think it comes down to the coaching. It is more important. I think it's more important. I mean, part of it is is actually more... Rex Ryan couldn't overcome a terrible uh, decision maker with uh, personnel. But, and yet was great when he had... But part of it also comes down to the coaches that you can hire as a coach. How do you assemble a coaching staff? I think that's, a, that's an underrated, important part of, of coaching that... Um, you know, you need those teachers. You need those guys that can that can make the team work. They're the ones who are the head coach position is somewhat ceremonial. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? Like some of it is just handling those press. The actual hard work, like everywhere, isn't being done by the boss. It's being done by the people below him. That so your point is a paradox in a way. It's not that you're saying he's a figurehead, but of course the people that he can bring that he can in bring in are the are important really thing. The, I think that uh, we talked about Jeff Fisher. He's sneaky, maybe not a great mm-hmm. coach. Um, I, I Mike Smith was a was a really good purge for that team. Yep. I think that was a a good one. I don't know about Ron Rivera after all this time now. You know they 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 have done a good job. Gettleman and company have kept that team now 
um, even though they win the division at 7-8-1. and one. Let's not get too crazy about Ron Rivera. He had one no, no, no. good season two Ron years Ron Rivera is not a guy who's going to win you a Super Bowl. Um, and I guess that's uh, th- th- those would be the, they, the names be I would throw the, out I mean, there. there's a few, there's a few first-year coaches we probably have to be nice and wait and see on. Yeah. Gru- uh, yeah, I, w- I would say Jay Gruden, though. I'll, I'll stick with Jay Gruden, and I think Marvin Lewis is wildly overrated. Again, in a quarter century, we will look back and say, how did that guy keep his job can for I so a, long doing so little? Can I ask a question about that? He's though? never won a playoff game. I, not just necessarily about him, but really as us, well, you guys as the media, how do we how do we know what coach is good and what coach isn't? Like, really, what are you what are you basing this on? Here's a good one. Wins. I mean, I mean team record, and losses. I get it. But, I mean... <laughs> What ex- other than record, right? What exactly are you basing that on? I know that sounds silly, but it's like, how exactly do you know if a coach is good or not? I hear your noise. It's sort of that the, the, there is a little bit of pretension on our part uh, in if we're not around these teams. You bring and, this up when you talk about O lines too. It's like, well, that's know. what I was just gonna say. O line, I I go off of the word of others. With that, to some degree, you have to go off of. Um, you have to connect yourself with people who are closer to these teams. Local media, to some degree, know better than we do. But also, you can read the tea leaves of you know guys where when they go to new places and how they turn things around. I think Rex Ryan's a different character than uh, you know if you bring in. I'm trying to think of a, a of an alternative uh, of a Ken Wisenhunt. You know, you go. I think Rex Ryan is going to be worth a couple of wins in 2015 to that team. I think you'll get a short-term bump out of his energy and rah-rah stuff and and uh, players coach stuff. Tomlin is a guy who's interesting to me because when he doesn't have the pieces, the Steelers have fallen back a little bit. Um, but he's been pretty consistent since he arrived there. What about Coughlin, right? Some, some years they win Super Bowl, some other years they don't five-win team. Like, it's just tough to tell or – figure out exactly well here's a you know here's one guy who is it's hard to make a case isn't a great coach Andy Reid that he he almost always has good teams he has you know for a long stretch in Philly had good teams then has one bum year gets fired goes to KC and suddenly a year after they go what two and 14 with a bunch of uh, pro bowlers the next year they're in the playoffs and really taking a run at the Broncos for the division crown and almost snuck into the playoffs again this year and as far as that goes, I feel like I've slept on the Chiefs a little bit for that reason this year. As I've talked about who's going to be good this year, the Chiefs, because of Andy Reid, because of the stability with Alex Smith, the addition now of a legitimate receiver, and presumably another one maybe even in the first round here, that offense should be more dynamic, especially with Jamal Charles. We know the defense is good. I think the Chiefs might be a good team this year. I think the, I said the Chargers are going to win the division. The Chiefs or the Chargers are going to be better than the Broncos. One of those two teams, at least, is going to be better. Um, all right, let's see. So did I answer the question who I think it's going to be? I'll go. I'm with you, handsome. I think the Rams, for all the talk I just made against Jeff Fisher, that defense just has a chance to be really mighty. Um, yeah, I don't buy I don't buy D.C. being relevant there. The Bears have too much, too far to go. They to go catch, too far to go to, to get past the Lions. And I, again, I think Mike Zimmer's uh, Vikes are on the rise there. Um, Elimination I Chamber. I, I can't even think of one. I'm so uncreative. I can't. Elimination even, I'll Chamber. I'll go Rams. I'll go Rams. Elimination All right. Chamber. Go ahead. Let's do it. All right. So uh, talking about teams next season and teams that could impact their standings. Marcus Mariota. 
DJ just had a podcast on him, so I'm going to ask uh, him a question. Again with uh, the uh, DJ no, promotion. But you mean DJ, the guy that hasn't showed up on this podcast in, in Yeah, what gives years? already, Black Tie? Best fits for Marcus Mariota. The Bucks, Titans, Eagles, Bears. Eliminate one. Give me the them all I'm, again. I'm eliminating the Bears. Bucks, Titans, Eagles, Bears. What Bucks, like? yep. Titans. I just, I mean, Jay Cutler, the look on Jay Cutler's face now, put a put his obvious successor in there. How's, how's Jay Cutler going to deal with that? But, I mean, isn't if you're if you're a Bears fan or a coaching staff, isn't it time to turn turn the page? I, I totally you know? agree, but they haven't but they haven't turned the page. Maybe if Jay Cutler's gonna be there as well, there is no way you bring in Marcus Mariota and be like, Hey Jay, we just want you to mentor him for a year. I That's I mean, a horrible thing. I hear you on that, but I'll I'll say, you know, I do like the mix is something we've talked about that another paradox that it's weird that it seems that if you're a defensive coach, which John Fox is, if you pair them with a more dynamic with, with a guy, a playmaker type guy like Marcus Mariota, offensively, and just say don't turn the ball over, but make a couple of electric plays for us over the course of the sixty minutes. That mix seems to work out well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it would, but there are a number of examples in the league where that is the case. Um, I'll eliminate the Titans. What 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 would be what's good about going there right now? Well, yeah, not for o- him. I'll, say, no, I'll put my DJ hat on since we're we you know we're obviously related. What DJ would say is that Ken Wisenhunt, um, through his career, the quarterbacks that yeah. he's developed have been the likes of Kurt Warner and Phil Rivers and those type of guys. He's got them to get play incredibly well. Marcus Mariota shares Roethlisberger. very shares very few traits with those. Um, you like that? Good work. Thank Good you work. very much, Black Tie. I don't know. I just I, the uh, again the Titans feel like the most rudderless team. It's almost hard to remember. You think they they've never done any you, really in your in your brain? Don't you think has that team ever done anything? And you're like, oh yeah, well they had that window with Steve McNair. They were pretty good. They were a good this. team for a long time. They, in fact, they were the better team than the than the Ravens. You could say the year the Ravens right. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, they went had in that there and knocked them off. Championship game. That was a was that the title game that they beat them in? I thought it was. The Titans, Eddie George and Ray Lewis, no, banging. No, that's the divisional that round the divisional in Nashville, round. Right. where yep. Ray Lewis takes it off of Eddie George's yep. shoulders on a little screen yep. pass, and uh, Ray Lewis runs that in. Then they go to Oakland, and then they won, and they win. Uh, they win there. Shannon Sharp gets a long touchdown pass early in that game, and when the Ravens got a lead in that season, they never gave it up. Um, all right, here's one. This is a fun question from Wyatt Holtzclaw um, at Ryan Holtzclaw. Ryan, wait at. You know, giving out Twitter handles of people on the air, I guess is probably, for a vanity standpoint, is fun for the listener. But you're not going to look them pointless. up, are you? Right. But I'm going to do it anyway. Let's stop doing it. At Wyatt James 4. That's the last right. time I do it. Okay. That's Ever. it. Who won the 2014 draft? He says, how can it not be the Minnesota Vikings? Handsome Hank, how say you? Who had the best draft in 2014? Hmm. I mean, the Vikings certainly came out of there with a pretty good haul. Um, Off the top I mean, of the my Raiders, head. You know, you look at the Raiders. They came out with the probably their quarterback of the future, and Khalil Mack. We talk a lot about Reggie McKenzie being mm-hmm. being a bit of a dud as a general manager, but he, he's probably got the best defensive player out of that class or going to be one of the top three, and, and a guy who's going to lead their team on the other side of the ball for hopefully for the next 10, 15 years. 
I yeah, that's a that's a great call. I really yeah. Der- if the it comes down to if, if you buy Derek Carr, it's interesting that those around the NFL guys seem to be debating that. A lot of people will say if you really look at the 16 games of of the Raiders, you really look at Derek Carr. It wasn't that impressive a year. Nobody's saying that he was Dan Marino right. the first time he hit the field, but that being said, on a on an atrocious team, I just like I uh, talk about. Can I? break down a draft prospect. I'm a QB whisperer. I don't care if you believe it or not. I watch him and I tell you, that guy's going to be good. That one's not. I told you in advance. Blake Bortles is going to be good. Derek Carr is going to be good. You wait and see. Time will tell. Time will bear out that I am correct about Derek Carr. He just looks like a NFL QB. Big slings it. I love that whip. You can't were spot on last season. Jay Cutler for MVP. So, I mean, what you know. What a Look how pleased he is with himself behind yeah. the glass. So I wish I, the the Cheshire Cat. He's taking his. He's taking off the headset now. He's going. How about the he's Jags? The room. If you buy Blake Bortles and then they go get Marquise Lee and they get Allen Robinson and they basically get the pieces yeah. for their offense um, for the next uh, for the next many moons. Um, I do like the Vikings draft. They get a what really looks like a bargain now with. Um, with Teddy Bridgewater at the end and Anthony Barr is dynamic. He was really one of the better young defenders. How about the Ravens? CJ Mosley. Mm-hmm. They get they get their inside linebacker dominant right out of the gate. And then they get um uh Timmy Jernigan in the second round. And they like him enough that they felt like they could they you know, in part because of Timmy Jernigan, um, Brandon Williams as well, they feel like we can part ways with um uh, with Haloti Nada, so that's a pretty that's good true. draft. Hey Sheck, hey what? It's, it's Elliot. I don't think you can write off uh, Zach Martin and the Cowboys. <laughs> that's true. Eh, you're you're right about that one. There again, Cincinnati Bengals. Darquez Denard. They get their they get a cornerback in the first round, and then the second round they get Jeremy Hill, the banger. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of the first couple. Yep. Rounds. Um, so there's an answer on that one. Let's one blow through a few more of these here, Black Tie. Yeah, rapid fire. Let's go. All right. Nate Hayden. I wish I could tell you what his Twitter is, but I, if you've been listening, of course, I'm very much against that. If the fate of the world was on the line, would you pick heads or tails? Handsome Hank. Uh, tails. Because? Tails never fails. That's the that's the entire – oh, there you go. Well, we've, we've talked about this before. I'm going to tell it to you again real fast. No country for old men. You remember the serial killer, huh? Just kidding. You've not you, seen you've that one. Seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, we've discussed this before. Oh my god, it makes me crazy. Um, no country for old men. The serial killer goes in and he asks this old man who's got a sweet disposition at a convenience store. They get into it, and the serial killer, if you aren't familiar, heads or tails. If you get it wrong, he kills you. Um, so he heads or tails the guy behind the counter. He's a sweet old uh, southern guy, and um, he and the guy says heads, and he lives. I think that this is the Cohen brothers' way of telling us that that sort of optimism, that sunny disposition, equates to calling heads when you're given the heads tails proposition. Heads says, I believe. Things come up the way they're supposed to come up. Heads. Heads is the is the right way, obviously. Why would I go to the dark side? Why would I go to the back end of things? No, no. I'm going to go through the front door. Heads it is. You know, that's the... I believe that the, that the world works, that, the, that right comes out right when it's supposed to come out right. 
heads is the right call. Tails, that says you're cynical. That says, I don't believe, I think it's going to come bums up. I think it's going to come out backwards. And I think the Cohen brothers are stating their case that heads is the righteous way. Right, but why is that the saying then, tails never fails? I don't know the answer to that one, but I'm going heads. Is if if my life depend, if the fate of the world depended on it, damn it, well, got you covered, right now. world. Have you got any money? <laughs> I don't have it. Figure it out right now. Bring it in. Bring it in. I don't have a coin with me, but this is the only way we're going to work this out. I think the yes. Yeah, this will right. be. This will That's prove. What, this will prove it one way or the other. No reckless speculation here on the show today. This is great. Not a single. We're person. doing science. <laughs> Not a single person has a, a, a coin. Debit card, credit this is card? what you do. You do. You're not, have a, you're not using a credit a card. A credit card. I have a. I have a Vaseline that's round. Literally. Uh, how no can there be? How can there be three grown men and none of us can produce a bro. coin? Yeah, 2015. Yeah, we don't. We don't. I don't carry cash. I hate putting stuff in my pocket. Straight right. paper. That's honey. not a good idea, Blake. Okay, well look. You shouldn't just we'll walk do that. around. That's with a the reason card. to tune into the next show. <laughs> That's right. We'll toss a coin. I can't believe we can't conjure a single coin. Grab my bag over there, Black Time. My computer bag. I'm sure it has one in there. Meantime, real quick, recent movie news. You're most excited for. Uh, oh, this one doesn't even have Black Tie watching movie. No, live action, not live action. It does have someone who sent that in. Look at it. Read I, it. Oh, this was you sending it in. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 really you've gotten out of control, Black Tie. The injections into the producer Black Tie program here are getting to be a lot. Recent movie news you're most excited for: live action Mulan movie or Ryan Reynolds Deadpool now being rated R. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Excellent question. That's Rapid really fascinating. Fire. Come on. That's good for you. What you got? Know your audience, Black Die. Mulan was the top three Disney movie, though. Just saying that. That you've seen. That you've taken time out I've of your life Mulan to see like Mulan. Times. It's a great movie. It's about the empowerment of a of a young girl joining the. See, you're missing the whole point <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna just boil it down to the gender. So you, so Black Tie's back. Black Tie's fully up to speed on the Disney princess canon, but he doesn't She's know. Not a princess. But he hasn't seen See, Good Goodfellas or the Godfather. Mulan was fighting against guys like you. Can I tell you something? No princess. I will tell you something. I have watched Mulan on multiple occasions. Great film. Um, with my uh, with Wait, my kids no. and it that that Disney bad guy, the bad guy in Mulan, the Mongolian yep. fella. Is one of the more frightening. He is. People. He might be. He might be the. Yeah. Wait, not better than a supernatural witch. Not better than Darth Vader, as you're about to find out. But I don't know about that. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. So we got through. A, we got through a lot of uh, questions here, at the very least. I can't. Be- Elimination. We're chamber. wrapping the yeah. show up now. One last one, really quick. The previous versions of you: childhood, high school, college, first job. Eliminate one. Well, that's easy for me. High school. Yeah, I think high school had to go. Of those, of those four, high school has to go. No girls talk to me. <laughs> I was JV through and through in every sport except for my senior year in basketball, and they only made me the 13th man on the team because I had been on the basketball right. team for the preceding three years. And they're like, ah, bring that poor schnook in on the back end of our varsity team. Doesn't mean it equaled a lot of minutes for Dave right. in senior year, but nonetheless, I did get to wear a varsity uniform. I didn't let her or anything yeah. like that. Um, yeah, that one. Uh, and and by the way, 
people do this, you know, in Dazed and Confused. You remember the scene in Dazed and Confused where they're sitting around on the car at night and they're talking about, man, the 70s stink and it's supposed to be ironic. Like, the 60s rocked. Every other decade is great. The 70s were awesome. The 80, the 70s, I mean, the 60s were awesome. The six, the 70s stink. The 80s are going to be great. And you're supposed to chuckle at that. But And so everybody kind of diminishes their little era of youth. But the salad years were really not uh, not that tasty for right. anyone reared in the 80s. It was was it different in England? Handsome. All I all I know is this: music was atrocious in the 80s. I mean, it really, That's is the worst sure. era of uh, it's the worst decade for for music. No. REM was around, but not really. I mean, the Beastie Boys start to break. Public Enemy starts to break. But I mean, really, there's not a lot to get excited about. In music in the Sean end. Sullivan, who's back here with me, who's about 23, he's furious that you guys think, think 80s music is bad. I don't get it. What, are you a big Cure fan or something? What do you want, Duran Duran? Um, yeah, and and uh, I look back in the fashion. Everything, really, everything about it was tacky. The 70s fashion, everything comes around, and now with Mad Men starting in the early 70s now this last season – I'm sure you'll see a little boost for that sort of style, but it's really hard to imagine anyone wearing those turquoise, the the mock turtlenecks. I never. I'm proud to say I never had a mock turtleneck. Did you, handsome Hank? I did not know. Yeah. So the, yeah, for me, it's pre- oh, the other one was if I may, uh, if I may oh, b- pull the curtain back. What was el- also was terrible. The fifties. I don't know what went on back then, but the 60s, you know, that that's hippie time and free love and all that kind of stuff. People were pretty free with their bodies, you right. know. 70s roll around, it's the me generation, you know, more. Disco clubs and drugs and all that kind of stuff, and they all, they that formula led to more, you know, practice of free love. 80s roll around, Dave's in his teens, all of a sudden, the scourge of HIV. Yes. All of a sudden, safe sex, safe sex, safe sex. Magic or Johnson. No sex in your right. case. Well, yeah, right. There's not no way. Oh no, no. You got to you know, completely revised notions of 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 dating rituals and so on. And all the way through college for me, and into my early twenties. And then by the turn of the, the the turn of the century, people are back to where they were. All I hear about are these awful tales and uh, about. Kids in their teens now, or preteens, and everything else—it's too much. But more than anything, I'm really kind of—I'm kind of frustrated from a personal perspective, you know. And what <laughs> this the, is taking a turn for the worst. I know, but why that era was just carved out for, from us, you know? Right. It's taken out from under us. We should be more bitter than we are, handsome. But it could just be that you weren't that successful. Oh, and or you a were? combination of no. I were you? Either. Were you successful? No, I, wasn't, I wasn't either. Yeah, but women love an English accent. But not in England. It doesn't go over quite. It's not. <laughs> it's not quite as unique there. You yeah. have to American accent like, works for you well in England. Yeah, though. you see, it goes the other yeah. way. You should. We should have Flip swapped flop. places. Is that true? Yep. Does an American? Does an yeah. American do well? Yeah. If Big I'd time. been in in England as a as a seventeen year old, oh, yeah. I would have made a lot of hay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell tell us more about about cool America. And I would be like, I'm from Pittsburgh, man. I can tell you all about Bubby Brister versus right. Mark Malone. You want to talk about that, ladies? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we were hoping more to hear about the cool scene developing in the world of music over there, David. And I, I'm like, well, I don't know about that. But I, Mario Lemieux, I don't know what you heard. He is definitely better <laughs> than Wayne Gretzky. That's what I would have told him. All right, enough's what? enough. You going to let me answer this? Come on. 
It's a fun one. All right, wrap the show. Fine. No, no, Fine. no, no, you know no, what? no. That's Black tie. What's your answer? We want to hear from you. Uh, childhood was great. I mean, that was my soccer playing days, not watching movies. Young Kobe. Young Kobe days. Young, that was high school. Young, young Kobe's Kobe high school, high school. So that's definitely good as well. That's awesome. I mean, and the, the, me and you were very different in high school. Right. Let's just say that, Shaq. Um, first job. Yeah, but who's was, won in the end? This is your first job. <laughs> that, yeah, this is your first job, so which is, is why we have all the issues with you. So that there's that. Well, it's but you look like first. you're having a good time. College is the one I would have to eliminate because I didn't go to a huge school. We didn't actually have a football. Did you team. go to college? <laughs> Hank, love it. Uh, we didn't. I went to Emory University in Atlanta. Not a huge school. Great school, but not a huge school. No football team. It's also when I realized I won't be playing basketball for you know my first year. Professionally, I love the deluge. <laughs> you yeah. made it through high that's school. That's when I made. That's... Well, it was I might make it to the NBA still. Year, <laughs> high school senior year, freshman year in college. I was like, yeah, I might have to. Do I haven't been drafted yet. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's, it. it's I am drug eligible. Though. College, yeah. If I, I mean, because they're all great, but college isn't that interesting? And I really do always say to people, that's a you don't know what you're missing, and so if you have your heart set on a small school, so be it. But if you're back and forth, if you're a 16, 17, 18 year old kid trying to decide. Go to a place that has good big-time sports. You know, it, it really is. If, if, if you're debating, if, if it's even Steven and you're looking for one reason to, to tilt you in one direction or the other, people are making their college decisions as we speak. I say go there. It's so much fun. It's, it's a, it's a, it provides you with a social calendar. It gives you some things to check off. And somebody like me coming out of my high school experience, it was great to know, hey, at least I know on Thursday I'm going to that game. Oh, and Saturday there's a football game. I'll go to that. It's a, there's a, it, it's lots of fun while you're there, and then the additional benefit is you get to watch that team for the rest of your life, and you have a, a rooting yeah, interest. Exactly. And that's the beauty of sports is that it gives you things to look forward to in your life. That's really true, don't you think? If you started this show by saying you went on Hawk's podcast and you weren't inspirational, those words you just, you just said right there, for 17, 18-year-olds out there in the world listening to this right now, incredibly inspiring. I wish I... I, mean, I don't I, know. I, I wish I had that wisdom yeah. like you do to be uh, able to... to let's not to get choked up. I do think it is pretty... Uh, it is pretty powerful that uh, I can tell you, yeah, life feels pretty empty and sports at least give you something to look forward to to, to fool your That's brain. That's really something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. We'll be back. Uh, Black Tie, do we have anything good lined up? Is Ike Taylor coin toss. next? Coin toss. Oh, yeah, the coin, coin toss. toss. And then in two then weeks, Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor, we're doing two full shows with Ike Taylor. is going to be sitting in the Dave and Ike show. Meantime, thanks to Handsome Hank, Black Tie. Have a good weekend. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.